Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. It's International Beer Day. Do I really need to follow that up with anything? I no. don't think so. You're no. listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Foggy Geezer Cheeseman. And this is Chad Warpigs Sowash. And on this week's show, LinkedIn coaches, yellow oh. trucking crashes, ah. and Tom Brady is jumping into football, or is it pronounced Football. Football. Let's do this. <laughs> okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait. The Chat and Cheese has a new LLM? <laughs> No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, Yeah. simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways. TextKernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. TextKernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. TextKernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that, that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener. Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> Dude, you got an MRI today? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That old, that old high school... The, the 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 Al Bundy the Al uh, Bundy tennis arm. yeah t- <laughs> years of tennis uh, now starting to play paddle ball when we're in Europe uh-huh. and I gotta say I gotta say I was so pissed 
the American healthcare system is for fucking shit. I had to pay $850 for an MRI. We pay a shit ton of cash every month for insurance. Plus you have out of pocket and you have your co-pays. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Jesus Christ, man, why don't we just put all these into one tax, throw it somewhere. And then we just go have a, a buffet of healthcare. How about that? How about we do that? But all the profits, Chad, <laughs> all the profits. I'm just going to rack up more Delta miles on this one. Jesus. That'll cheat you. That'll, that'll show you for playing paddleball. Whatever the hell that is. Don't pick up pickleball, goddammit. But think of it, though. For most people, they can't afford that kind of cash just to take care of something, especially if this was even worse, right? Didn't show up on an x-ray, had to do an MRI. Um, So most people can't afford that. And it's just, to me, waking up, having my coffee, and then getting smacked in the face with that, that was not a good way to start the day. And then you wonder why everyone's dropping fentanyl. Because they got a lot of pain that they got to deal with and don't want to deal with the expenses of that. The pain's going to happen tonight, though, kids. (laughs) Okay. What are you doing, step bro? (laughs) Not talking about Julie. She's not into that kind of stuff. Talking about NFL football, baby. We are both stoked (laughs) that it is back. We have preseason football tonight with Browns versus Jets in I have, and I think anybody who listens to this podcast, I I don't choose NFL teams, right? Mm -hmm. I am a big college fan, and when they come, those players come to the NFL. I like watching the players. I I like watching the Buckeye players. So tonight, I'll be watching Garrett Wilson very closely. So go Jets. Did you say Browns? Say Browns are on tonight. Oh, never oh. have the Browns been sexy. There's never been a time. Oh, there's never oh, been a time. But, but YouTube viewers <laughs> will notice my lovely Browns oh, T-shirt that, that is, I have yeah. on tonight to commemorate. Uh, I think a very good season this year. I think it's it's going to be. I say that every season, but it's going to be a good season. I can I can I can feel it. You say that every season. I'll be watching me some Justin Fields. Again, it's Buckeyes all over the NFL, which gives me an opportunity to watch every team Yep, and just enjoy it. <laughs> Speaking of college football, did you see uh, the word is Oregon and Washington are looking to join the Big Ten? I mean, this is it's going to be Coke and Pepsi <laughs> in college football. And allegedly, wow, Clemson, Florida State, and maybe Miami will be joining uh, the SEC when they open up again. It, it really is going to be like a two-tiered system. And yes. it has the have and the have nots. Yes. Everyone under that. Exactly. Well, and it's going to be a sticky situation for the NCAA because these conferences are getting so big, they mm-hmm. could actually just go ahead and secede from NCAA. And they've already talked about this, right? So so having their own system with their own players for their own university. So this could be interesting. It's essentially the pros. I mean, Coaches are making eight figures. NIL students are making millions of dollars. Players are making millions of dollars. Not all of them, though. Yeah, no. That's what you're gonna have the haves and the have-nots, yeah. and the best yeah. are gonna be in the the best league, and everybody that's else will be, uh, I don't know, getting an endorsement from uh, Nikki's Ford dealership uh, down a, <laughs> down on Main Street in Toledo from your local State Farm representative. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Little League team sponsored yes, by exactly Joey exactly. Bag of Donuts football player. Oh my god, very nice. Well, someone who should be getting sponsored uh, uh-huh. and has been has has gotten some attention by a lot of our listeners is hmm. former porn star Mia <laughs> Mia Khalifa. 
Chad. That's right. We don't just do employment topics here. We're also interested in the personal growth of our listeners, including marriage advice. And what better person to give marriage advice than a former porn queen? She's trending this week for giving the following advice. Take a listen. Oh, we're comparing stats. Baby girl doesn't know that I am Tom Brady at this game. Married at 18, divorced at 21. Second marriage. Married at 25, divorced at 28. Third engagement. Engaged at 29, ended it at 30, but I kept the ring. I'm still keeping Tom Brady on his toes. We should not be afraid to leave these men. We are not stuck with these people. Marriage is not a sanctimonious thing. It is it is paperwork. It's something it's 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 a commitment you make to someone. But if you feel like you're not getting anything from that commitment and you're trying, you got to go. You got to go. You have to go. Clearly someone who doesn't have kids in any of these three <laughs> previous marriages because you can't just do that shit with kids. But anyway, yeah. I feel like this is a generational opinion. In a generation that just swipes left and right and orders their, uh, you know, their their date for the evening, has this mentality of like, eh, I'm unhappy. Like, it's easy to get somebody else. I'm out of here. But to to think of marriage as paperwork, you're getting into it for the wrong reasons. It's like religion in some cases. Everybody's going to have their own belief systems mm -hmm. and how they work with relationships and religion and all these things, right? Take whatever you want from, uh, you know, that, 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 that porn star advice, it's wh whoever, right? I, I think I'll, I'll look, I'll look other places. And another reason <laughs> why the sex robots will be taking over in the near future because of that mentality. Back to industry stuff. So Skillet, a New York City based data driven recruiting platform for full-time construction labor has secured 8.5 million in additional funding listed as a, pretty much an, a, an extension to a seed round. Uh, stay tuned kids because we are supposed to have skillet on the firing squad in the coming weeks. So I can't wait to talk to these guys about what they're doing in construction, hiring, and also what they're going to do with that money. You know, when you said skillet, I thought we were meeting for breakfast for some <laughs> for some egg skillets and some, some peasant yeah. potatoes, some chorizo, maybe some things I like. Chorizo. I like in my skillets. Yeah. I don't know what you like in yours, but <laughs> Chad, I know what a lot of people like yes. is free shit in their mailbox exactly. at their doorstep. Mm -hmm. And I have to I have to uh, recognize the fact that a lot of our listeners are posting on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. sharing their shirts sharing their uh, their booze it's uh, it's a warm and fuzzy feeling if you're not part of the club people come on you got to go to chadcheese.com click that free link give us the information we'll send you a t-shirt from job get and you could potentially win uh whiskey from our friends at text kernel beer from the folks at aspen tech labs yes we're doing airbnb gift cards to the tune of 250 dollars from our friends at uh abode Am I missing anyone? Am I missing I don't anyone? Think so. No, I think I got it all, man. And while you're there, that's a lot. Go to the podcast yeah. platform of your choice and give us a review. If you listen to us, watch us, and if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Yes, and uh, and tune in to our videos because those are those are trending as well. Not like that's Mia right. Khalifa's wedding that's advice, pretty but trending, trending nonetheless. <laughs> you got birthdays. <laughs> there we go. Can you feel the tension? In the air right now? <laughs> I know I can. 
I can feel it all the way down in my plums. <laughs> all right, Chad. You know what that means. Another uh, group of listeners celebrating yes. another trip around the sun. That includes Wendy Daly, <laughs> Kim Bates, Christy Kelling, Stephanie Pendris, <laughs> Michael Malady, <laughs> Sally Millett, Christopher Cleland, Micah Clark, Neil Costa, <laughs> Mark Coleman of Unleash fame, Brendan Ooh. Crickshank, <laughs> Cindy Peterson Hash, and Jessica Lee. Everybody. Yes. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We love you. You know ya. what time it is, kids. That's right. Events powered by the Shaker Recruitment Marketing. That's right. So we have Wreckfest coming up in Nashville on September 13th, where we're taking the disrupt stage all day to talk about recruiting in technology. And we're doing it with special guests. Get ready. Special guests, Alyn Bailey and Tracy Parsons from the Talent Rebelcast podcast and Shelly Billinghurst and Serge Bougereau from the Recflex. The Recflex. It's going to be a star-studded day on the Disrupt stage in Nashville in September, except for Serge. We're letting him come on. He, he's not stars at all. 50% discount on this show, kids. Why? Because we want you to bring everybody. This is a all-hands talent acquisition team scenario. So so bring one, bring all. Go to chadcheese.com slash events or just click events in the upper right-hand corner. Then GEMS 2023 Virtual Talent Summit, where um, you will find Joel and I, where we're going to be joined by Commissioner of the EEOC, Keith Sonderling, and NYU Professor, PhD, Mona Sloan, to talk about AI's ability to unlock recruiting efficiencies, the trials, tribulations, and reasons why or why not the recruitment community should embrace AI. Now, watch out, kids. Look for the golden ticket because we're going to have a pre-recording party, right? Which is means you're going to be invited to the actual recording to interact. This is a virtual event, uh, but we're going to invite a scarce amount of people to come and enjoy and interact with us. And also, again, EEOC Commissioner Sonderling and Professor Sloan. So that's happening for the GEM event. Mm -hmm. Uh, HR Tech then happens at Mandalay Bay, 10th through the 13th of uh, October. Man, we're going to be in the Expo Hall for two solid days with Fuel 50. Yep. Two days eating, drinking, interviewing, and who knows what all the hell else we're going to be we're going to be doing with them. But thanks Fuel Fifty for allowing us to crash at their place in Vegas during the mm-hmm. biggest HR tech show in the industry. <sighs> then we've got like three days. We got to be on a plane yep. to Paris to go to a staple of a show, Unleash Paris, right? Unleash World. All right. All right. All right. It's an amazing show. If you're in Europe, you've got to be there. There's no question. If you're in the U.S. and maybe you're not going to HR Tech or maybe you are and you want to make the crazy flight like Joel and I are, Mm -hmm. go to chadcheese.com slash events or just go to chadcheese.com in the upper right hand corner. Click on events, register, register, register. We want to see you there. By the way, you mentioned you mentioned Serge and Shelley. Mm-hmm. Somebody make sure they're they're not on the ledge. Word is that Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, what is separating from his wife. So <laughs> take off, we were doing our movie. Don't wreck our show, you hoser. Little little love for the Canadians. Make sure they're all right, everybody. Topics. 
Yes. All right. Let's start with LinkedIn, shall we? Oh. They're reportedly developing an AI coach for job seekers <laughs> to expand its presence in the recruitment segment, which contributes to half of the company's revenue. The AI coach known as, quote, LinkedIn coach. I wonder how the, how long the marketing team worked on that one. will assist yeah. users in applying for jobs, acquiring new skills, and expanding their network using the power of AI. The tool will suggest questions and aid users in finding and applying for jobs through conversational interactions, also known as a chatbot, Chad. Mm. What are your mm. thoughts on this news out of LinkedIn? I've said it once and I will say it again. LinkedIn has more career information, content, and intent from me than any other social or hiring platform that's out there. And they still cannot do basic matching on jobs. They still can't do it. The problem, they have a 20-year-old infrastructure being flooded with new, that's right, kids, air quotes, new features while a wave of tech debt slaps them in the face every morning. And now they want to get into coaching. All of their tech is disparate for the most part, and a good amount is old. Uh, They don't need new products and services. They need to modernize what they have and shore up the data foothold as Microsoft generative AI gets ready to consume user data and advise users. So this feels like Microsoft is really just trying to pressure and push this down the throat of LinkedIn. And, And I'm sure there are very many people on the product team that are incredibly overzealous about this. But here's an example of what I mean. LinkedIn launched an AI chat feature. And here's a quote from a story. Quote, I used LinkedIn's new AI chat feature to message people about job opportunities. It saved time, but was very generic and kept getting my experience wrong. Getting my experience wrong. You've got it right there. How are you taking these basic data points and fucking things up? I just don't trust LinkedIn. 60% of the time, it works every time. I'll give them 60%. So the, <laughs> this is what, all right, this is, this is Chad's take then on the, uh, on the news. Um, this is what happens when your parent company uh, drops a billion dollar investment on something called open AI. AI is infiltrating everything Microsoft. And I guarantee yeah. you some, someone on high said, okay, LinkedIn, you need and must integrate this shit ASAP into whatever. Someone said, oh, we already have this LinkedIn coaching thing, which, by the way, apparently has over a million users. Uh, LinkedIn is like 930 million people strong, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so roughly 1% are using this current coach. Uh, we'll see how many use the new iteration of the coach. Hmm. But this is just generally chat GPT looking at the information that, that LinkedIn already has. I'm sure it's going to recommend jobs. It's going to help you through your job search. Now, the one thing that I do think uh, is interesting here is I've been talking a lot about chat GPTs and, and BARD and the threat to Glassdoor and any kind of mm-hmm. review site. And one of the questions, uh, some some Twitter, some tweeter X or whatever, I think shared this uh, <laughs> screenshot was the question of uh, what is the culture like at Microsoft was the yeah. was the sample question. Right. That's essentially asking what are the reviews like working at this company? And just like I've said at Bard or ChatGPT, you can ask, hey, what's it like to work at Wells Fargo or Salesforce? And yep. it will show you an answer based on stuff that's on the internet. It'll give you pros and cons. It'll give you a summary. So if, if I were Glassdoor and Indeed and Blind, maybe some of these others, that is another sort of nail in the coffin 
to say if this thing gets integrated to any extent in LinkedIn and LinkedIn's nearly billion users kind of get access to this, what does it mean to us and our reviews? Now, the irony in this is is ChatGPT and Bard get their answers largely from the content that's on Glassdoor and Indeed and other review sites. So if at some point they shut that data off, which I think they should, um, a la Microsoft, or, uh, Monster should have shut off Indeed when they had the chance, all these companies should shut off ChatGPT and other uh, large learning models from getting into their content. Otherwise, you're just going to be able to go to any search engine, any uh, any voice search, ask what it's like to work at a company. It's going to use your content to do that. Look, I think this is something that that LinkedIn had to do as a Microsoft company. Mm-hmm. It, time will tell. They're not confirming the existence of this thing. There are screenshots out there. This may be a small beta test to see how people use it. It may not be uh, ready for for prime time anytime soon. But they've got to go this way. They've got to go to AI. They've got to go to chat. They've got to go where everyone else is going. Yes. Your point is historically they're really bad at it. They've got twenty-year-old technology. They need to. Yep. They need to rebuild the rails so that they're get, so they're ready for the next generation. The next generation's here. They're not ready for it. I mean, that's the problem that I have. I would love to see LinkedIn kick ass, take names, but the problem is they are like many organizations. They are stuck on this this old ass infrastructure. Mm-hmm. They and it's going to cost a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. I yep. get it. It's going to cost a lot of money to rebuild, but they've got to do it. It's either now or the shit just implodes on itself. They're Model T in a Tesla world, Chad. Yes. Let's talk about some new tech. Company called Rippling is getting into the ATS game. Mm. Does the world need another ATS? I guess we will find out. (laughs) The company has launched Rippling Recruiting. Again, another one for the marketing department uh, to score one. Uh, A new applicant tracking system aimed at streamlining and automating the hiring process. Rippling says their offering relieves common pain points in recruiting, such as limited access to tools and data for recruiters and hiring managers, lack of configurability in existing ATS platforms, data discrepancies due to disconnected systems, and alignment issues between headcount planning, recruiting, and the HRIS. All common complaints from people who have an ATS. Chad, what are your take? What's your take on Rippling getting into the ATS game? Well, I'm a big fan of a company keeping it simple. And Ripple Recruiting says what it is. There you have it. Nice day, right? There you go. I, I love it. I hate it when when companies and brands over engineer new products. It's just it's fucking ridiculous. So I, I give the, I give the the name an A plus. Rippling has taken over a billion dollars U.S. in funding, 1.2 to be exact. And some of that was during the SVB debacle in March earlier this year, where Rippling took advantage of a crisis by grabbing another 500 million in Series E funding. So this move makes sense because Rippling needs to expand their total addressable market and moving up the funnel is the easiest way to do so. Uh, the problem with that move is, is pretty simple. Name an HRIS that has an innovative recruiting solution that everybody wants. There isn't one. But why is that simple? The HRIS system, they're a stack within themselves with payroll, onboarding, time and attendance, benefits, and a list just keeps going. And the thing is, 
all of the attention and all the noise happens on that side, right? And all the money is spent on the HRIS side of the house, which means anything that's recruiting uh, right out of the gate, I'm going to predict that there are going to be a ton of rippling customers that are fans of this, but then the tech is just going to atrophy very quickly Mm -hmm. because it's not going to get the time and attention that it needs. That's why every HRIS system that's out there that has recruiting, ADP, SAP, UKG, name your name your fucking acronym, right? They all have shitty recruiting platforms mm-hmm. because it doesn't get the time, attention, and money that it needs. So yes, it makes sense as you have this huge valuation and all this money to be able to expand your footprint. But going this way, to me... It makes sense, but it's not going to be a great platform. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Uh, I, I don't think iSims is losing a lot of sleep um, over this news. Like they probably didn't <laughs> when LinkedIn launched an ATS. But yes, the, the growing sentiment is that ATSs are commodities. It's pretty simple to put data in a database, make it searchable, create this, I guess, official log of, of who's applied to your to your company. And as a result... People think they can just plug and play. Yes, we have an ATS. Yes, you can use that. And and this battle for one platform to rule them all is is still ongoing. Look, Paradox launched an ATS not that long ago. In addition to being a commodity, I think there's some real threat to companies feeling like if if ATS X buys my competitor, mm-hmm. I'm eventually going to get squeezed out of that ATS. We talked about Canvas getting bought and being squeezed out of ISIMs uh, who bought recruitment or uh, text recruiting um, a few years before that. I think there's some real fear of a lot of companies saying, we don't want to get squeezed out by said ATS. So we need to create our own system, our own platform that people can use our our ATS and we don't have to worry about being part of another ATS. Or if there's a threat there, we're prepared for it. I think that we're seeing this with even AppCast and Baird. Chris Foreman founder of AppCast is currently on a charm offensive, apparently, to sort of uh, temper people's other agencies fear that their AppCast (laughs) is going to like cut them out of the deals or just be a bear shop or become a competitor. And Mm -hmm. I think that that sort of charm offensive is due because a lot of people are just on edge that if it's not our tech, we're going to get squeezed out and we're going to be left behind. So Mm -hmm. if ATS is a commodity People think it's easy to to implement. Maybe customers care or don't care how good it is, but companies more and more feel like they need to have it. And I think you're going to see, uh, you know, Fountain is an ATS that became a chatbot, right? Or had it has a chatbot. So you're going to see this bleeding into feature sets. Yeah. Everybody's got everything. Uh, it's probably going to be a lot of mediocre products, quite honestly. Although most of our customers in our space aren't super sticklers about it's got to be really good. It's more like check it off the checklist that I can tell my manager, my boss that, yes, we have that. So I think it's something that they had to do. I think you're right in saying that it will get neglected. It'll People get bored with it. It'll get, uh, it'll get shittier and shittier every passing year. But it is something that they had to do. And I think this will continue to be a trend like we got an ATS too. Everybody's got an ATS just like everybody's got a chat bot. Everybody's mobile. Everybody's got search search engine optimized jobs. Like this is just another me too that we're going to be talking about on the show. I think this is more for investors than it is anything else. Uh, but it, there's no way that Rippling is going to be a best in breed solution. Mm-hmm. 
number one. So don't expect that to happen. And when we're talking about the Chris Foreman's of the world, I think it's awesome. He he is definitely on a charm offensive right now. But the big question is what happens when Chris Chris leaves, right? What happens when he ejects to his private island in his super yacht, right? I mean, that's that's the thing is that we have to understand that this is a, a much longer and, and and much deeper relationship than just one person, right? And in this case, from a rippling standpoint, they have a lot of money. Yeah, they do have to grow somehow. So mm-hmm. yes, you're going to see this. It's going to be something where again the work days have done it. Everybody's done it. Yeah. So it's going to be it's going to be a fight that many town acquisition professionals are going to have to say when they say, I don't want that piece of shit. We want something that's best in breed. So it's it's something we've been fighting for years. We will have to continue to do that. Yeah, that's it's a great point you make in terms of, look, Rippling has a ton of investment money. Yeah. The investors sit in a room and they go, how do we add a billion dollars of value to this mm-hmm. company? And someone says, let's be an ATS. They're worth billions. And someone says, sure, let's take a piece of that. And they go, how long will it take to build? And they say, well, not that long. Uh, it's it's <laughs> kind of been out there. And then they build it and they think like, oh, this is going to add a billion dollars of value to the company. You know, it's like handshake saying we're taking on LinkedIn. Like yeah. in, investors want to hear big plans and, and hey, we're going to compete with iSIMS and Workday and everybody else. Right. It's certainly a way to do that and pacify the investors. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean... It's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. All right, Chad, this is from Forbes. Chatbots are increasingly being used by companies to interview and screen job applicants, often for blue-collar jobs, but like other algorithmic hiring tools before them, experts and job applicants worry these tools could be biased. Legislation is even being introduced to regulate their use. And fatigue may be becoming an issue with one job seeker saying if they had to text with a chat bot for every job they applied to, it would be a, quote, pain in the ass. The inevitable pushback against the chat bots. Chad, what's your take? Is the honeymoon over? Yeah, I, I don't think this job seekers ever applied for a, a, a job before in their life, because if they had to go from applicant tracking system form to form to form, it, it's it, it's even worse. So. Here's the question we need to ask ourselves. Was the application process, interview scheduling, and just overall hiring experience better when only humans were at the helm? The answer, it's it's a resounding fuck no. Mm-hmm. Uh, humans are the most biased machine in the world. Candidates entered a black hole with no communication after 
they hit the apply page and, and, and hit submit. And bad managers are bad managers with or without AI. Doesn't matter, right? So why was all of this a problem before? Uh, scalability. Humans don't scale. We talk about it all the time, which is why unconscious biased or just plain full on biased, black holes, mm-hmm. overworked staff. And the reason why advanced processes in tech can be the answer to literally a better experience and, and less bias. So this piece to me, it felt like a hit piece almost. Mm-hmm. It focuses on one experience and very anecdotal tale. One really one data point, let's say. Uh, the last time we talked to the team over at Paradox, they were getting a 98% good experience rating from candidates. Mm-hmm. And that's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of data points. So it's important that we understand that before AI, chatbots, RPA, and other tech, we had major issues. And those issues were the issues of the human's inability to scale well and fast. So many of the platforms out there today are demonstrating better candidate and recruiting experiences because candidates aren't entering a black hole and recruiters aren't performing bullshit and mundane tasks. This is a pain point that we're going to have to push through. Mainly most of these issues, I'm going to say, were human setup problems and or managers just didn't. I think you even have a great uh, story around Cole where where he showed up at uh, one of these stores and they're like, yeah, uh, you're not on the schedule. I mean, it, it happened before chatbots, mm-hmm. guys. Yeah, this didn't go very deep, Chad. Just the two. Yeah, no. Here's my theory. Journalism, journalists are getting laid off left and right. Uh, this, this writer was probably looking for a job, ran into a chat bot at some point and said, Hey, I should write about this. And how can I, how can I put a negative spin on it? Um, and thus we get the lost resume scheduled without knowing I was coming, basic glitchy, buggy kind of things that all tech mm. goes through. Chatbot, even more so than others, because you're dealing with a lot of, of moving pieces with text messaging and web, you know, regular mess. Like, there's a lot of things going on there. Um, yeah. How many times, you know, before the internet did resumes get thrown in the trash, lost in the mail? <laughs> Somebody's ass yes. was wiped with a resume at some point, I'm sure, in, in history. So this thing's been going on forever. I don't know how they found the specific people that were like, I didn't get scheduled. Uh, something happened. Now, it did say that they had reached out to Paradox for a, a comment. I wish Paradox would have commented. Uh, maybe they did, didn't get time uh, to do so. They even brought about like an Australian example uh, with Sapia. Which is entirely different, by the way. I mean, they're talking about yes. application process, and then they flip over into you know AI assessments. And it's like, Jesus Christ, you guys have no fucking... And that's the thing. We see so many, quote unquote experts in this space who literally have no fucking practical experience and or knowledge. They might be an academic who works with AI, but they have no clue of the practical application, how shit actually works. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Look, this writer went to the editor and said, I want to write a story on chatbots and how they're biased because they did a search on legislation and found Illinois and found New York. And I'll find some people that talk badly about it. It's a new tech. It's kind of new tech. It's timely. Like it's negative. People yeah. will click on it. People will share it. And that's kind of like what drives a lot of the media, including podcasts in some cases, Chad. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's what pushes us. But yeah, 
little bit of a hit piece. Not not much to see here, in my opinion. Uh, nah. uh, hopefully, a lot of, of government officials don't read this and say, oh, shit, chatbots are the devil. We need to create some new legislation to, uh, to cut them down. Because I will tell you that from Cole's perspective, chatbot versus no much more much more uh amenable to doing chatbots than hoping for the best exactly and speaking of hoping for the best chad oh god let's hope uh yeah (laughs) yellow corp a trucking business that's been around for 99 years has ceased operations and will lay off all of its 30,000 workers. Mm-hmm. Union conflicts, financial troubles, and a significant amount of debt contributed to the shutdown. In addition to the company's closure impacting employees, shareholders, and customers, the U.S. taxpayer, who provided a $700 million loan during the pandemic, will also get a kick in the groin. Chad, your thoughts on the yellow news. So just running down through all of the, the shit show, which is this yellow trucking company in Mm -hmm. 2019, yellow lost more than a hundred million dollars. They were 1.5 billion, billion dollars in debt, uh, 700 million in PPP loans from the U S government. In return, the treasury took a 30% stake in the company. And with yellow corporation reported assets being 2.5 billion, as a shareholder and debt owner, the U.S. government's going to get paid back, period. Okay, that's not going to be a problem. So the whole kicking the nuts thing is total bullshit. Uh, The most fantastical point, I think, is that 30,000 employees will be jobless. Not a chance in hell. That happens as trucking and logistics companies have desperately needed talent for years. Right. So my prediction is that most of these people will be in new and like jobs uh, at competitors within 30 days. Uh, if I were a competitor, I'd already be aggressively marketing to this, these people and also meeting with the Teamsters, right? This is where you need to have all those cylinders going because there are 30,000 people that are out there and you want the best talent that you can get. And we know that in trucking and logistics, there is a major shortfall. And yellow represents about 7% of the actual market. Right. So who's going to cover that? It's safe to say a lot of people are seeing red over yellow, Chad. Sorry. Sorry. I could horrible. Could not resist. Yeah. Look, the the narrative that people are trying to spin here is either this is a canary in the coal mine for the U.S. economy as a whole. No. Or or (laughs) unions are awful. That's why this company went to show. This is a horribly run company. Yes. It's a hundred years old of like, I don't know how they survived a hundred years other than the fact yeah. that trucking is a really important business and yeah. it's hard to lose money, although they did, but also stayed in business. Um, oddly enough, there's a huge short squeeze on their stock right now and it's up 80 some percent. Don't get into it, people. Don't take financial advice no. and, and trade this shit. But like no. the, the stock is going bonkers. Wow. It's got to be a poach fest. Everyone who wants truckers has got to be like on the phone, mass marketing to these people. Cause that's 30,000 yeah. folks that are going to have a job in 30 days unless they don't yeah. want a job. Yeah. But, but look, this is not the union's fault. This is not a, a carrot canary in the coal mine of the U.S. economy. This is a shitty, shitty business. And if you're in the trucking industry, you should be poaching your ass off for the next uh, 30 oh, days yeah. to get these folks into your uh, into your company. A bad, badly run, failing company uh, shouldn't be confused 
with a Teamster problem or a federal government problem or an economic problem. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, trucking is not my lane. I, I don't think it's yours, but these guys are also like, <laughs> get it. I guess they're called light, light load uh, trucks <laughs> where they don't, they, they don't fill up the whole truck. Like it no, could be half full. So like when gas went up and they're, they're light load, what did I say? Yeah. Anyway, hey, I, yeah, got, no. I got a light load. I think that's a problem with Americans today, right? We want to have it now. We want to have it yesterday. Yeah. So therefore we have to actually do that, that bullshit shipping. We have to get rid of the expectation of next day. It's all there is to it, right? If you want it, then you've got to go out on the local market. Don't go to Amazon. Think you're going to get it tomorrow too fucking bad. And these companies like yellow, they were, that's exactly what they were doing. They mm -hmm. were doing light loads, short loads. And, uh, it was, it was hurting them every single year, but they kept doing it. Yeah. It's that kind of mentality that'll, uh, that'll force you into divorce after two years, Chad, go back to Mia Khalifa. <laughs> that's where it all goes. And by the way, I don't think we talked about the Teamsters win uh, at UPS. Yeah. Right, they wanted air conditioning yeah. and uh, yeah. something else. How right, so that? like pretty fair, fair stuff. By the way, Jimmy Hoffa from Indiana. I don't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> Tom Brady, however, is not from Indiana. More to come. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards, so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. All right, let's talk about Michigan alumni. Not even an argument, the best quarterback of all time, I think. Yeah, I unfortunately. Mean, have fun with that. So NFL legend yeah. Tom Brady has become a minority owner of English soccer club, or is that football club, Birmingham, I think it's pronounced Birmingham City. Uh, he will be the chairman of the advisory board, applying his leadership and expertise to various aspects of the club. Brady, who retired from the NFL last year, is the second former NFL star to invest in English football in recent months. Here's a chance to talk about Wrexham and Chad's bromance with Ryan Reynolds. Chad, I go to you for all my football commentary. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Tom's move? So Brady apparently didn't get the memo. He's not following the Wrexham recipe. Hmm. I mean, why pay for a, a stake in a championship league team, which is just below Premier League, um, when you can go directly to the bottom and buy the entire fucking team? Get a Netflix or Hulu series deal and then follow the Wrexham recipe, right? I mean... That was one of the, I think, one of the, the the amazing moments is when that came out, when the the Welcome to Wrexham came out. And mm -hmm. we watched, I mean, literally watched Marketing in Business 101. And it was amazing. I think they bought the team for, I mean, it was bargain basement, for goodness sakes. Two and a half million, I think. Two years. Two years later, they go up a leak, mm -hmm. right? And they're playing... Uh, teams in actually the championship league and, and beating them. So, I mean, why again, Tom Brady, why don't you pay attention 
to the actual winning recipes that are out there, but it just doesn't make any sense. That escalated quickly. Let's give Tom a little break. He's single now, so there are plenty of 18-year-old supermodels uh, to date, <laughs> and he's he doesn't have time to like manage a, a whole soccer team. He can pay somebody to do that. Apparently, owning a owning a sports team or a media company is the new like rich thing to do. Or I guess if mm-hmm. you're really really rich, you send rockets um, into space. Yeah, I find this really fascinating. Soccer football offers mm-hmm. you the opportunity. So, so correct me if I'm wrong, but Premier League, if you're if you're in the bottom four, you go down a league, and then the top four, and then and the next league go up. Is that correct? Okay. There's the rele- relegation. That relegation. Happens, yes. This is all about relegation. So, so if you can invest down here and get a team up here, the value goes up. I don't know what a hundred x. Like it's yes. particularly in the, and when you get if you get to the Premier League, it's, it's it's like buying a stock when it's low. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas you can't do that in the NFL. You can't mm-hmm. do that in baseball. No. Um, you can you can maybe do it in some minor league teams or new new leagues. Like I think that's why pickleball is is getting so much interest because if that thing takes off, then you really were on on the uh, the bottom floor of that. Uh. But I think it's it's in, it's so intriguing to own this relegation system. Yeah, where you get in low, you buy low, you use your celebrity and your money to like get good players, build a fan base, sell a lot yeah. of shit because you're now part of this. If, if you get bumped up, I mean, how far is Wrexham from the Premier League? Two leagues or there's something? Still, no, I still I think four leagues. There are either three or four leagues. Yeah. So they're still on the rise. This whole right? ecosystem, yeah, lends itself to like, oh, come in, use your stardom, spend some money, get better, get up a league, and then your team is worth ten times more than it was, and then you can sell or you can continue to like play the game. I think it's all very intriguing, and I think more and more uh, stars and, and and money people will do this. And by the way, that's why Chad and Cheese, you're learning about this now, now Chad. Chad and Cheese are the newest investors in the Ohio Aviators of the ACL, also known as the American Cornhole League, Chad. That's right. <laughs> We're now owners of a cornhole team. Happy International Beer Day, everybody. We, we out. Wow. Look at you. You made it through an entire episode of the Chat and Chase podcast. Or maybe you cheated and fast-forwarded to the end. Either way, there's no doubt you wish you had that time back. Valuable time you could have used to buy a nutritious meal at Taco Bell. Enjoy a pour of your favorite whiskey, or just watch big booty Latinas and bug fights on TikTok. No, you hung out with these two chuggleheads instead. Now go take a shower and wash off all the guilt, but save some soap, because you'll be back. Like an awful train wreck, you can't look away. And like Chad's favorite western, you can't quit them either. We out. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.